embrace today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host a pre-curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Embrace Today. I am your host, Epri Curry. I am the uh, visionary and co-founder of Whole House Ministries, where you can find more about us at wholehouse.org. This morning, we are going to be coming from Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. Again, that's Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. A couple weeks ago, we started with Galatians 1, 1 through 5, and we were discussing reintroducing yourself. So this morning, we're going to pick up on Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, and I'll be coming from the New International Version. It says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to come together, Lord, to hear your word. We just ask that you open our hearts and minds, God, that we may hear clearly from you, God. And then even after the word has gone forth, we ask that you allow it to marinate within our hearts, Lord, so that we may be subjective to the things that you are calling us to do, Lord, that we may believe the things that you are saying to and about us, God, and that we may be obedient in all things that you have set forth for us. Father, we need you. We love you. We thank you and we praise you in Christ's name. Amen. As we all can about imagine, it's very, very easy to hear chatter. Uh, We can turn on the news and hear chatter. We can turn on the radio and hear chatter. We can look at our newspaper and there's chatter all within there. We are hearing chatter locally. We are hearing it nationally and we are hearing it internationally. At times, it seems like there's no escaping chatter. There's chatter on all social media platforms. There's chatter within our circles. And then there's also chatter that we start. There's chatter that we invite in. There's chatter everywhere we go. At times, it seems like there's no escaping this chatter. Even when we're alone, it seems like chatter is going on in our head from conversations or things that we previously read or heard. Those that 
those things that, that chatter that directly or indirectly influences us. As we think about today's verses, we can see that uh, Paul, he's, he's astonished here. He starts off verse, verse six saying, I am astonished. Paul was shocked by what he had heard by the Gal- about the Galatians. There was some voices, some chatter that was among the Galatians that had begun to steer them in the wrong direction. This chatter had begun to influence their actions and their actions were taking them away from God. Paul was astonished that these Galatians had quickly deserted the truth in which he had presented to them. He knew that the church was in a state of crisis. He knew that this chatter that they had heard, this chatter that they had began to believe, this chatter that they had began to subject themselves to was causing them to go in the wrong direction. They were beginning to desert their faith. Paul knew that he had to do something about it because had he not, these Galatians would have continued to listen to the voices that were leading them astray. Have you ever had some voices that were attempting to lead you astray? Knowing that you were on the right path and then these voices showed up attempting to veer you in the wrong direction? These voices at times seem to be persistent when they are getting you to go in the wrong direction. And then once you arrive in the direction in which they have led you, you are left alone not knowing what to do because we find ourselves in a space that we are not supposed to be in. Amen? And so as we think about these verses today and we think about what's going on in Galatia, in the churches in Galatia, um, we can go back to, you can go back to the previous episode to hear that we see that there's something that is going on here amongst the people. There's something that's going on amongst the people and there's something that Paul had to handle. But rather than Paul letting these people stay to themselves and to the voices that are leading them astray, he knew that he had to do something about it. He knew that they were beginning to make choices that were not beneficial for them. These choices, these choices that were not beneficial for the Galatians themselves, they were not uh, good for the church in general. And these were just not good choices that the Galatians were making altogether. The average human being makes at least 35 choices per day. So if you can only imagine the things that we listen to, the chatter that we hear, the music that we listen to, the things that we watch, those things begin to set in our mind and they give us a mindset. They give us a thought process. They set up our ideology on how we begin to make these choices. So how do we decide? How do we make choices? How do we make choices when there's so much chatter going on around us? There's so much chatter every which way we turn. If we go straight, there's chatter. If we turn right, there's chatter. If we turn left, there's chatter. If we stand still, there's chatter. So how do we make decisions with all of this chatter? I stopped by to tell you this morning that there is a way to make decisions. There is a way to make the right choice. There is a way to do the right thing when there's chatter going on. There is a way that we can stand firm and go forward and move in the direction that we should go to. There is a there is an opportunity for us to make the right choice regardless of what's going on around us. So this morning, I'm going to be talking to you from the ch- the topic of choosing through the chatter. We have to make choices through the chatter that's going on in our society. We have to make choices through the chatter that's going on in our job. We have to make choices through the chatter that's going on in our families. We have to make choices through the chatter that's going on with our in our mind. We have to make choices. 
The choices that we make are going to affect us. The choices that we make are either going to affect us positively or negatively. However, we have to make choices. We have to make the right choices. We have to make the choices that's, that are going to move us forward. We have to make the choices that are right for us. We have to make the choices that God is calling us to make. So how do we choose through the chatter? How do we get to that place to where we're able to make those choices regardless of what's going on? How do we not let the noise around us affect us? How do we not let the noise around us push us away from the truth? How do we not subject ourselves to the noise that is around us and do what the world wants us to do rather than what God wants us to do? So let's look at verses 6 through 7a of Galatians chapter 1. Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. So when we're choosing through the chatter, don't be so quick to desert the one who chose you. When there's chatter going on, it's often something that does not have anything to do with us. It's often something that it, it appeals to our flesh, but it often does not have anything to do with us. You see, the Galatians, they started off in the right direction. They started off moving in the direction that they were supposed to. But when those voices came, they quickly deserted the truth that they knew to be true. It wasn't a truth that they thought was true, but it was something that they knew to be true. Oftentimes we are veering from the truth, veering from the right thing, veering from the path that we know we should be on to follow something that we know we should not be following. There are people, places, and things whose goal and, and design is to disrupt and distract where God is taking you to. And so these Galatians, they veered off, they veered away. Not only did they do it, but they did it quickly. They were quickly, they were quickly ready to move away from the truth, from the one that called them, the one that chose them. Oftentimes, we don't like the one that chooses us. We don't want the, the thing that chooses us. We don't want the thing that God has for us. It reminds me of children. You know, oftentimes our kids, we can give them whatever they need. They have everything they have. They have everything that they need from their parents. However, they may still go out and decide to be in the world and do the things that the world wants. And we as parents are looking at them in distress like, why are you like this? Why are you out there? You have everything that you need here with me. I can provide you with everything that you need and more. However, you are still choosing less. And so this is what this reminds me of. At times we, we go away from God to choose less. We walk away from the things of God to choose those things that are beneath us. Because, why? Because they look better. They seem better. However, once we get there, they're not better. They're a setup, a setup to take you off of the path of where you should be going. A setup to take you away from the blessings and the gifts that God has for you. A setup for you to set a setup for your downfall, a setup for you to be able to look for you to say that you look back and didn't do what God wants you to do. We have to understand that when we desert the one who chose us, we are deserting the gifts, the protection, the provision, everything that comes along with God, everything that comes along with being in the going in the direction that God has you. When we desert that, we are deserting those things as well. We have to understand, it says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ. Listen, the gift of grace, let's talk about this for a minute. 
because grace is often misunderstood or misused. Grace is a free gift of from God to those that do not deserve it. Okay. So none of us deserve this gift of grace. None of us deserve God's grace. However, he gives it to us. Right. So we have an understanding of what grace is. So when we understand what grace is, we'll stop living in guilt. We'll stop living in shame. We'll stop living in embarrassment. We'll stop trying to work our way and earn our way to get things from God. When we cannot earn anything from God, everything he gives us is a gift because he chooses to, there's nothing that we can do. We we cannot work for God's favor, for God's love, for God's gift. We have to receive the gift of grace that he has given us. Okay. So that's grace where it's often, uh, misused or abused is people think that because we have grace, this undeserved gift that they can live any kind of way and then come back because they have this gift of grace. Grace is given to us because number one, God decided to give it to us. We are never intentionally supposed to do the wrong thing and say, well, God got me. That's equivalent to your kid doing the wrong thing and saying, well, you got me. So I'm going to just do what I want to do. And then I'm going to come back and you're going to cover, you're going to take care of everything. You're not going to let your kid do that. And so once we understand what grace is, once we understand that this is something that we cannot earn, because remember, the, the Judaizers were telling the Galatians that they had to do some work. They had to work their way to earn salvation. Can't happen, right? So once we understand this grace, once we understand God's grace and understand what it is, then we'll be able to embrace it. If they understood God's grace, they would have never thought that they would have been able to earn something. We cannot earn what God has for us. We will never be able to. What we have to do is accept who God says we are, what God says that we are called to do and do it humbly. And so we can't be so quick to desert the one that we can't be so quick to desert the one who chose us, right? Understand that knockoffs, they aren't necessary. We have the real thing. Why do we want to choose something that may look good, that may sound good, that may feel good, and it's not good for us? Don't be so quick to desert the one who has chosen you. Don't be so quick to accept a knockoff when you can have the real thing. God has set us up to have the real thing. Why would you accept the position that God know, God has told you you already have one better? Why would you accept the location you ain't supposed to be in when God already told you the location you're going to be in is better? Why would you accept a relationship that God said is not for you when he already has one that's better? Stop subjecting ourselves to knockoff. Stop deserting the truth in order to get a knockoff just so we can feel or look good. We do not need to look or feel good. We need to be good. And the only way that we can do that is under God's grace. And so when we're choosing through the chatter, we can't allow the noise, the voices that are in our lives. We cannot allow those voices to uh, have us desert the truth, to go off on a path that is not for us. We have to remain focused because listen, God had a plan for your life. God got something that you got to do. And if you are off path, if your mind is not right, you cannot do what God has called you to do. God cannot protect or well, will not protect you when you intentionally go off the right path. You, God will not give you the gifts or provide you with the things that you need when you are doing things the wrong way. And so we can't be so quick to desert the one who chose us. God chose us. Now the, the question is, will you choose him? 
Will you choose him? And don't say, I'm not good enough. I need to get this together and that together before I do it. Listen, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God knows how we are. God knows how jacked up we are. That's why we have this undeserved gift called grace so that we can get it together along the way. God has to help us get get it together. We can't get it together and then come to him because we can never get ourselves together. We can never do it on our own. We can never get ourselves to the place to where God wants us without him and so we have to make sure that we are staying on the right path and don't be so quick to desert him don't be so quick to leave him out of the decisions don't be so quick to leave him out of the business don't be so quick to leave him out of the marriage don't be so quick to leave him out of your community don't be so quick to leave him out of your thoughts don't be so quick to leave him out of your quiet time don't be so quick to leave God out of your life because we need him And that's how we choose through the chatter. There are so many voices in this world today that is leading us astray, which leads us into 7B. It says, evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. How do we choose through the chatter? We have to know that some voices are intentionally leading us astray. Not accidentally, but they are intentionally leading us astray. How can they do it? Because they mix the truth with lies. Oftentimes, and when I hear people talking, I oftentimes, especially those that profess to be Christians, when they begin to veer astray, what I often notice is that they have some truth within them, but then they're mixing it with lies. You see, the Judaizers, they were saying, yeah, we we need to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But then you also have to do this, meaning Jesus isn't enough. You need Jesus and this. You see, Jesus was the truth and that was it. That's all they needed. However, the Judaizers added some stuff to it. And so these different groups that's out here calling themselves Christians and things like that, they're adding things to the truth. But us, us that profess to be Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, when we don't know the word of God, when we have abandoned the truth, when we are going astray and not allowing the word of God to marinate within our hearts, when we are not spending time with God and when we have rejected him, we'll follow any anything that, that seems to be true if it looks good if it feels good or if it sounds good if it's something that seems like it's going with what we want to do anyway because you know we don't like to be told what to do and so if a voice is coming in and mixing some lies with truth and it sounds good to me then we're like oh I'm following it but oftentimes those are the things that lead us astray just because it feels good to us just because it sounds good to us a lot of times I can hear Christians saying that I could just do good. Well, atheists do good, you know. I could just serve people. I don't have to. There's nothing else. Well, atheists serve all the time. They're not Christians. And so we have to get to the place to where we are, that we stop creating our own rules just because we don't want to be humble. That's all it is. We do not want to humble ourselves and submit ourselves to the word of God. And so these voices that are intentionally coming to lead us astray, it's easy for them to do that because we don't recognize the lies. We don't recognize the lies when they're mixed with partial truth. You know, some of the voices that are closest to us may not have our best interest. 
They may not have our best interest. The thing that we don't understand is that the word of God is true, does not change, does not change with how God is feeling, with what God had been through that day, or, you know, the influences of anything other than it being the truth and unchanging. But you know, the people that are around us, people that we deal with, people that we sometimes get advice from, people that we sometimes just hear talking, people that we connect with, um, even on podcasts, sometimes what they are saying is based on how they feel and their different life experiences. And so they project that onto other people, but the word of God remains the same. And so that voice will always be true. So regardless of what advice we are hearing, regardless of what chatter we are hearing, if we are not comparing that to what the word of God says and then making decisions, we'll always have a problem because we'll find ourselves moving based off of our feelings and our feelings at times can be deceptive. And so there are times when our feelings will not match our faith. And oftentimes when we are weighing out, making a choice, we'll follow our feelings over our faith. And that can lead us down a path of destruction. There's a a seductive voice out here in this earth that is leading many people astray. That voice is in our children's ear. That voice is in the parents' ear. That voice is out there attempting to kill, steal, and destroy anyone that will listen, that will bite, and that will subject itself to that voice. That voice is intentionally trying to lead us astray. That voice is causing division in families, in churches, in businesses, in communities, in the nation. That voice is destructive and that voice is intentionally doing it. And so if we don't intentionally subject ourselves to the word of God, we'll find ourselves choosing wrong things through the chatter. Again, remember I said the human human makes about 35,000 choices per day. So these different voices, these different voices that are attempting to influence us will impact the choices that we're making. You see, God's motives are always what's best for us. Always. We never have to doubt it or question it. So God will never lead us astray. We are his people. We are on the same team. He is our coach. But we have to subject ourselves to him. We have to build that relationship with him. Oftentimes, we don't know because we don't have the relationship. We have people that are scared to connect with God. We have people that, that are scared because of their, pre, their previous actions or maybe current actions. So they don't want to connect with God. They're scared. God loves us. God wants to connect with us. God wants to help us get it right. God is not in the, in the business of beating us when we get in his presence. Now, there are times where he will have to get us together, but that's because he loves us. God chastises those whom he loves, just like we chastise our children when they do something wrong because we want them to get on the right path. That's the thing that God does. But God loves us so much. He wants us to be in his presence. He wants us to get it together. He wants us to go in the direction that he has for us because God has great plans for us, plans to prosper us. What are your plans? Do they include God? Because listen, when you get on God's path and you allow him to prosper you, you will not fail. You will not fail. And so, no, we have to choose through the chatter. And so when we're choosing through the chatter, we don't want to be so quick to desert the one who chose us. But then we also want to need to know that there are some voices that are intentionally 
and say it with me, intentionally attempting to lead us astray. Amen. So then in verses eight through nine, it says, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. So again, when choosing through the chatter, we have to know that there's only one truth. What Paul is saying here in these verses, he's he's saying it's impossible for it to be another gospel. There is no other gospel. This is what I preach to you and what you accepted is the truth. Nothing else. So if anybody is coming to you, even if I come to you, Paul is saying, with something different than what I originally gave you and you accepted, they are going to be under God's curse, including myself. So there is only one truth. And what Paul is telling to them is y'all need to get back to that truth. The truth that they had previously accepted, the truth that they had previously knew and and understood, that truth is what they had been deceived to believe was a lie. And so now Paul is saying, this is only one truth. The truth of God is what I preach to you. Oftentimes we have people trying to manipulate the truth, trying to make their own truth. Why? Because the truth makes us uncomfortable. The truth highlights those things that are fake within us. The truth highlights those things within us that are unclean. The truth highlights everything. But the truth also develops us. The truth matures us. The truth gives us strength and power. The truth gives us light. The truth guides us into the direction in which we should go. The truth covers us. The truth provides for us. The truth is what we should stand on. The truth, there's only one truth, and that truth is in Jesus Christ. And so don't be so quick to abandon the truth that you know. We know the truth. Get back on track. God is waiting on us. God wants us. This is the reason why we have the word of God. This is the reason why we have people that God has called and, and chosen to use to display, the, to, to give the word of God so that we can understand what it is saying so that we can understand that God is calling us back to him. We don't have to stay deceived. We don't have to stay on the, on the wrong path. But God is calling us and we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make, which leads us to the last verse, verse 10. It says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So when we're choosing through the chatter, we have to know whose approval we want. Whose approval do you want? Whose approval matters? You see, do we want God's approval or do we want man's approval? You see, what I like about verse 10, it says, if I were still trying to please people, meaning Paul is admitting there was a point in my life where I was trying to please people. But at this point, I'm not. And you see, they were trying to discredit Paul and they were saying that Paul was not an apostle, that Paul's message was untrue. But Paul here, if he were trying to please people, He would be more focused on them than he is the Galatians. But Paul's job is to send the message to the Galatians. And so Paul here, he's focused on who he is. He knew whose approval he wanted. Paul wanted God's approval. You see, we can't, we can't serve God and be a people pleaser. Too many of us are trying to please people that ain't even worth pleasing. 
Too many times we want people to think that we're something that we're not. That's why we have so many Christians that's out here that's professing to do the false thing, but won't even admit that they're Christians. When you talk about God or you say anything about church, they shrink back. Why is it? Whose approval do you want? Too often we are trying to please people. But I ask you, who are you trying to please? We want our kids to pl- not to be people pleasers, but yet we as adults are people pleasers. The people that we are trying to please, they don't have nothing to offer us. Being a people pleaser hinders our service. It displays our true character. So what is people pleasing going to get us? Oftentimes we could have been in the next position had we not been trying to please people. We could have been out of the, the, the negative cycle had we not been trying to please people. We will stop being broke if we would stop trying to please people. We would be able to do some of the things that we really and, and truly want to do that's within our heart if we would stop trying to please people. Why do we try to please people? Know whose approval you want. Because even if you are trying to please people, what is their approval going to get you? Make your ego feel good for about five or ten seconds? They can't add or take anything away from your life. They can add negativity. But remember, we serve Christ. Who are you trying to please? When you are making decisions, you cannot be a people pleaser. When there's chatter going on, you have to focus on God. That's the only way that you'll be able to make the right decision. Because when you don't, you have all of these other voices coming into your mind, helping you make a decision that you should not be making. You have these other voices that is coming into your mind, helping you make a decision that is causing you to be deceived. You have all of these other voices that is coming into your mind that is leading you astray. So how do you choose through the chatter? Don't be so quick to desert the one God. Don't, Don't be so quick to desert the one God who chose you. Know that some voices are intentionally leading you astray. Know that there's only one truth and the most important is you have to know whose approval you want. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following I Am Epris on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. Be blessed and embrace your today.